Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. God is wanting to speak to us, and there is like a stirring up, just like uh, what we've been declaring. We only want to see more of God, want to see more of His miracles, want to see more of, uh, you know, the book of Acts. You know, the book of Acts did not stop, did not end. It continues until today. And we are writing something. We're part of the last day's generation, and we are writing. Amen. Pastor Millet, Pastor Edwin, the pastors, Pastor Paul, Sister Shadi, you, all of us are writing something in the book of Acts. Amen. And if they saw miracles, signs, and wonders confirming the word that is preached in the early church, how much more in the last day's church? Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Amen. Because, you know, there are times we're in, when we are used to what's happening, we get comfortable. But God is waking us up. <laughs> He's waking up the church. He's wanting us to see where we stand. He's wanting us to see what we have in Him, who He is in our lives, and remind us of what we have, who He is, and who we are in Him. And that's why today I want to continue along the lines of standing on good ground. Expecting the good that God has in store for us. Do you know that you're standing on good ground? Amen. And the, the text that we have here is in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 verse uh, 1 and 2 in the Amplified. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified, that is acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, by faith, by our receiving... Amen. Let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with Him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. I love the Amplified because it amplifies the text, right? And then it says, verse 2, through Him, through Him, we also have what? Everybody say access. Before the, old, before the cross, we didn't have access. Today, we have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace. Come on. In which we firmly and safely and securely stand. Where are we standing? In this, in this place called grace. Amen. Let us rejoice in our hope and confident assurance of experiencing and enjoying the glory of our great God and manifestation of His excellence and His power. God is wanting us to see because of what has happened at the cross, you now, you and I have now uh, have a place that we can stand, firmly stand because of what Jesus has done. And our part is to believe. Our part is to take to ourselves, to apportion it into us, to us and our families. Amen. We need to know where we're standing, especially in times like this. Amen. Deep darkness all around, but the glory of the Lord will be risen upon you. Amen. You're standing on grace ground. You're standing on good ground. Now, let me say something about grace. You know, you need to know your place of, your, of location. It is grace. Amen? It is a grace, you know, location. Wherein everything is given. Do you know that everything that we have in our salvation is because of His grace? Not that grace is unearned. <clears throat> grace is unmerited favor of God. Right? You do not earn these things. God has given it to you in spite of. Right? He gave His Son while we were still sinners. So that is grace. 
You did not earn it. Religion will tell you you need to do these things so that you will earn it. You will earn a status. You need to light so many candles so that your prayers will be answered. Right? But no, for us, no, God opens up something to us because of the sacrifice of the one who loves us the most. He died at the cross so that you and I could be in this place called grace. And because of our salvation is secure. You know what grace has done? Grace is unmerited, you know, favor of God. Because of what grace has done, God now reconciled himself to us. First thing that you need to know, because of what grace has given to us, God's love now, because of God's love, he reconciled himself to us. And then when we understand that he reconciled himself to us, we now, by faith, receive that and respond to grace. What do you do with grace? You respond to grace. You respond to his giving. If I give you something today, what will happen? Of course, you're something that you like. What you're going to do is you're just going to respond by saying thank you, right? Right? And hopefully you like what I'm going to give you or the gift that I've given you. What do you do? You open it and you enjoy it, right? Amen. It's the same is true with, the, with God. He wants us to open this gift called grace and begin to walk in it and enjoy it. Right? And so what he has done is, is he reconciled himself to us. That's the first thing. And then the second thing that he did because of his grace is this. God gave us unmerited favor. Undeserved, unmerited favor. It is the unconditional acceptance that we are receiving from God. Because of his grace, we stand now on, on, the, on the righteousness of God. Because of his grace, we know that we are loved. Because of his grace, we know that we are favored. We know that wherever we go, whatever season of life, just like what we were singing a while ago, <clears throat> right? Whatever, we're, uh, while, a while ago we were singing, we're talking about, I know, I believe. Okay, because wherever I go, whatever season, he is faithful. He has gone before me. He has taken care of my present. Definitely he's taken care of my past. He has taken care of my present. And definitely he will take care of my future. That's why the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Because wherever you go, it's not just a location. It is who you are. It's who you are carrying. That's Christ inside of you. Do you know that heaven is attracted to you? Do you know that all of heaven is attracted to you because of the Christ that lives inside of you? And so wherever you go, you carry, you know, this anointing. Wherever you go, you make the place of bitterness into a pool of joy, right? A place like called curse. You go to that place which is cursed and then you turn it into blessing. Amen. All right, there is lack, but there is provision whenever you enter because you carry Christ inside of you. And you expand this place called grace. Amen. And not only that, understanding our identity, you know, the third thing that you need to see is this, that God gave us empowerment for every season and every task. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul was saying, but God's amazing grace has made me who I am. And his grace to me was not fruitless. In fact, I worked harder. You know, grace will not make you lazy. When you understand what it, what it took 
all right, for us to be here. You're not going to say to, you know, all right, I'm just going to be so lazy for God. I'm just going to wait for the rapture to come. And I'll just live my own way, you know, my ways, you know. When God, because, I'm, you know, God has forgiven me. God loves me. And no, 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 no. When you understand what it took for him to leave heaven to die for you, when you begin to understand how much he loves you, then you are going to be so thankful and you're going to be responding because of where you're at. Right? And it's going to empower you now to do what he wants us to do. We are called for such a time as this. I was meditating on, on Esther. You know, Esther in the book, the book in the Old Testament, he, she was called for such a time as, as that. But you are now called for such a time as this, and we have something. That's why there is a stirring in our hearts for more. That's why there's a stirring for the glory. Amen? We're not just settling. No, no, no. We want more. We want God wants to happen. Amen? And we're going to see it. Amen? Let me say that again. We're going to see it. We're going to see the place. We're going to see the glory of God like never before. You know what's going to happen out of this pandemic? Yes, it's going to be an advancing church. Yes, it's going to be a church that arises. But do you know what comes out of this pandemic? A church that is authentic. Authentic. Because we've proven God. We've proven His faithfulness. We've proven His promises. We've proven, you know, our relationship with Him. We've proven the testimonies. We've seen testimonies. It's going to be authentic. And you know what will attract the world to us? It's our authenticity. We're not just faking this. We know. We believe. We're going to give our lives for this. Amen? And people are going to take notice. Take away everything. I have Christ in me. Of course, we believe for the success. We believe for the miracles. We believe for all of that. But take all that away. I still have everything because I have Christ inside of me. Amen? And the people are going to just, just like in the book of Acts, you know, people, you know, what has happened to you? You know, and the, the blind man or the lame man said, I don't know, but I was healed. I was lame before, but now I am healed. Amen? It's going to be authenticity fueled by us understanding His giving. So it's a place of undeserved kindness and blessing. And you and I need to walk in that. Amen? We have it and we need to walk in that. You know, one thing that I want for you to understand here is when you are under this grace or when you're standing on this grace, you need to begin to expect supply because grace always underscores God's giving. Grace will always underscore God's giving, God's generosity. It brings us to a place of receiving. There's a supply that we need in every situation. There is a supply that we need, and God has given it to us. Pastor, I don't see it. That's why we need to believe. The promises are set. He has given us his oath. Remember in the book of Hebrews? He's given us his oath. He gave us, he's given us his promise, and then he gave us his oath that I will fulfill that promise, and I do not lie. Amen? And because of that, then I can expect there is a supply. It's open heaven. Just like Jacob had a dream, 
right? That dream wherein he saw stairway to heaven. <laughs> right? Hotel, it's not Hotel California, okay? But it's stairway to heaven, okay? Wherein angels are bringing, are going up and down, bringing supply. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are under open heaven. Think, whenever you're faced with a situation, heaven is open. And I pray and I thank you for a supply. Wherever Jesus went, he was standing on grace ground. Think about that. Wherever he went, he carried, you know, the favor, the anointing of God. And that is why any limitation, you know, feeding the 5,000, he had a little, he had a few, but he was able to what? Feed them. Why? Because there was always a supply. I speak supply to everyone in this place today. Think supply. Don't think demand. Don't think problem. Think supply. There is a supply. And when you know that there is a supply, it will give you rest. Right? The reason why we're stressful is because, oh, I don't know where to get this. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be sick. Oh, I don't know because of uh, the pandemic. I can't see the, the, the virus. I don't know, you know. And all these things, people around me are getting sick and all. And, but you know what? When you understand the supply, then you will know, wait a minute, there is supply of protection for me and my family. Now, if you got sick or if you are infected, Lord Jesus, thank you that there is supply of healing right now. Amen. So in every situation, you get sick or you're, you're not sick, there is always a supply because you're standing on good ground. Expect the good. The reason why we're always telling you this is because we want to expect, I want us to have an awareness of the good and I want us to have that heart to expect the good. Come on. So it's a place of what? A place of undeserved kindness. So much to say. All right. But next point. I want you to go and understand. The next point is a place of intimacy and growth. A place of intimacy and growth. This place that God has given to us is a good place. In a place of growth. Because Christian life is a life of what? Relational journey. It's a journey. You know, his desire for us is, yes, to be successful, you know, to be, to be conquerors, more than conquerors. But more than that, he wants us to be conformed to the likeness of his son. Right? Now, let me say this. Know this, that the Bible says that because of where we're at right now, we are being transformed. Everybody say, transform. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled face beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord are what? Being transformed into the same image. So as we behold Him, we are being transformed because we are now in this place of, of relationship. We can now have intimacy with God and as we look to Him, we are now transformed. Now, let me, let me uh, put this point. Let me read first Romans 5. Continuing Romans 5, verse 3 to 4. That is why, remember, that we are standing on grace and we can rejoice in the hope of experiencing the glory of the Lord. And then look at verse 3. It says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the suffering produces. Everybody say produces. Produces what? Endurance, right? And endurance produces what? Character, all right? And then character produces what? Hope. When you're standing and understanding, when you're understanding that you're standing on grace, on good ground, 
then every trial is going to shift you to expect something. What is that? It's going to shift you and ex your heart to expect what God is wanting to do in you in spite of the trouble that you're in. Remember in Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear because you are with me. Remember, our Christian life is a relational journey. The problems of life will reveal to me where I am and what upgrade I need to have. When I am submitted to Him, I'm opening myself to Him in order to grow to the next level. Now, let me say this, that problems, sickness, disease, and all of these things definitely does not come from God. But He can, He's so big, He's so majestic that He can use this situation and turn it around for our good. If we cooperate, amen, and we trust and we know Stories of the, you know, in, in the Bible. There was a time of waiting for Abraham, but at the end, you see the promise. There was a time of a promise through a dream. Joseph the dreamer was given a dream. And he waited, he waited, he waited, right, for maybe 15 years until the time. Something happened in his waiting. Something happened. At the end of the day, you saw, he said, all of these things happened so that I can God can save you. There is always an end result. There's always a redemptive result for those people who are, who, who are in Him. So what I, I'm saying here is, when you are understanding that you are in God, you're standing on good ground, regardless of what's happening, you can ask this question, God, what are you revealing to me here? What are you revealing to me? Because God does not train us in a meeting. He trains us in life. There is not a single situation in our lives where God can't reveal himself to us and talk to us and be something for us. Amen. Are you getting this? So it means that in every circumstance, it reveals to you who God is and what he wants to be for you. Now, now everybody look at me. The first thing is not about the situation, okay? There is a difference between the urgent and the important. What am I saying? The urgent and the important. In every situation, there is a voice. So the voice will tell you, this is so urgent, this is so urgent, there is this so urgent. But there's the voice of heaven that will tell you, this is important. There is, this is important. Amen. So what happens is when you're faced with the situation, hear the voice that tells you what is important, not the urgent. All right? So what is important? What is God telling me in this situation? Not what the urgent is telling me and requiring from me in this situation. I need to hear first God. What are you revealing to me in this situation, God? Amen. What are you showing me in this situation of waiting, God? You know, as we are 14, 15 months into this pandemic, what is God revealing to us? The urgent, you know, the world responded to the urgent, right? There's a voice, a clamor. You need to shut down. You need to do all of these things, right? And rightly so. But we are operating in another realm. 
We need to begin to know, Lord, what are you speaking? What are you telling me in this situation? What are you revealing to me? What are you revealing with regards to who you are to me in my situation today? In this time of waiting, where is my joy connected to? In this time of waiting, where do I get my peace? All right? In this time of waiting, what is important, Lord? Reveal it to me. And you know what happens? You grow in the process. Because as God reveals things to you, then you grow. You are transformed into the image and likeness of His Son. You know, this helps me. This is helping me. <clears throat> Definitely. It's helping me in situations of life. And even in waiting, as I wait for Pastor Mylene to come. Oh, no. Really? You know, Lord, what are you showing me? Okay? No. But really, in different situations, Lord God, what are you showing us with regards to this pandemic? What are you revealing to me, God? Because we're standing on good ground, we can expect God to speak to us because our life is all about a relational journey, a life of learning and a life of growth. So that means in every situation, there is an upgrade for you and for me. Amen? We can go up to the next level and allow God to bring us higher as we trust in Him. There are times where it's going to be painful, definitely. And I cannot, you know, let me just say for those people who have lost loved ones and the grief and the sorrow, we are with you in this. We understand. We understand and we pray for you. But I believe God can give you the grace to turn around and continue with life. Amen. Because there's no dead end for a Christian. Amen. We're, there's no only way if you are in Christ and you submit yourself to Him, there's always an upgrade. There's always a going up. God brings us higher and higher and higher in Him in every situation. Amen. Hallelujah. Understand that in every problem, in every problem, there is a promise and there is a supply of provision that is attached to it. Amen? And that is why I can thrive as I focus on the faithfulness and the goodness of God. In God, there is no wasted time. There is no wasted time. The people, the world, the situations will tell you it is bad. No wasted time in God. God can turn that situation around. And you've seen that. For those people who've trusted in God, in the book, in the Bible, especially, you know, in the stories of the Old Testament, uh, uh, heroes and in the new, uh, people always who are trusted in God will always win at the end. We always win. We're always a victor in Him. Amen? Amen? And so when we understand this, that you're standing on good ground, we can expect the good. We can expect growth. We can expect increase in whatever situation you are facing. You know, I want to speak to those people God has taken away, well, not God. The situation has taken away certain things. God is wanting to bring in back the joy of your salvation. Amen? Because sometimes we get so tired and we've been doing the motions, but then again, where, where is it coming from? You need to go back to the understanding of the joy of your salvation. That's the key for us to be, you know, uh, moving forward and for us to last that we do not lose the wonder of His grace. 
the wonder of our salvation in Christ. Amen? That God is just going to reveal to you, what are you expecting in the days to come? Let me ask you, people online, what are you expecting in the days to come? After 14, 15 months of this, are we expecting something greater and bigger? Amen? Well, God wants for you to, to expect more because you're standing on good ground. That leads me to the third point, which is it's a place really of hope and it's a place of expectation. When you're standing on good ground, on grace ground, you're going to be in a place of continuous increase, right? It's an un unceasing increase. And that is why you're going to be in a place of hope and expectation. If you go back to Romans chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Through Him we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely, securely stand. Let us rejoice in our hope, the confident assurance of, a confident assurance of what? Experiencing and enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of His excellence and power. Amen. Because we know we are under favor ground. I remember when Moses, uh, not Moses, who was in the ark? I'm just, you know, checking if you know who's in the ark. <laughs> okay. Every, I know, um, Sunday school, you know, uh, toddler will know that, right? Who was in the ark? Jesus! Lahat Jesus, you know, okay? So, but Noah was in the ark, right? For 40 days and nights, remember? And then after that, the ark rested in a place called, in a mountain called Ararat. Akala ko before, it was in Pampanga, Arayat. No, it was not in, it's not in Pampanga. It's somewhere in Turkey, they say. Okay, Ararat. And do you know in Hebrew, the word Ararat is what? It's called no curse ground. No curse. And so the ark is representing Christ. And we are in Christ. And do you know that in Christ, we are resting on no cursed ground. Amen? So that means I can expect hope. I can expect glory. I have hope to expect the good things that God has for us. I can live under the approving smiles of God. I can expect the kisses from heaven. Amen. I can expect the wonders of His glory. I can expect the unending goodness of God, believing the kind intentions of heaven to me. If we live like that, how will our life be? Think about it. If we truly live with that kind of expectation because of the place that you're, you're standing on, right? then you're going to be living with expectation. You're going to be living with joy inside of you. Let me say this, that this week is going to be such, it's always been the design of God. Know that you're standing on good ground. Know that you're standing on no cursed ground. Amen? Know that the, the Bible says that there's always a table before you prepared in the presence of your enemies. So you can expect to eat and dine and rest in the midst of your enemies. You can expect the supply to be there. You can expect, expect rather the, the goodness of the Lord just manifesting every day. Amen? And the Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse, 
verse 5, Romans 5, 5, continue the book, uh, the, the verses, right? Romans, let's, we start in Romans 1 and now verse 5. Such hope in God's promises never disappoints us because God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given to us. So that means our hope, when we are standing on good ground, on grace ground, our hope because of the love of God will not be disappointed. It will not. Can I, can I see a smile in your faces right now? I'm seeing it by faith. All right? The people online, we're standing on no cursed ground, so I can expect my hope will not be disappointed because my hope is a living hope. Amen? It's in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen? You know why we need to understand this? This place is because the good ground that we are standing on is actually a primary, cat, primary catalyst for people to be saved. Let me give you this verse, Romans 2.4. It says, Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and patience, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Do you know what that speaks to me? that when we begin to understand that we're standing on good ground and we begin to experience the goodness of God in our lives, do you know what will happen? It's going to cause people, right, to be drawn to God because of the goodness that they see in your life. And that is what may, will make the difference in these days. Wherein the Bible is going to say the glory of the Lord is going to be risen upon you right? And the world in deep darkness are going to see this great light. They're going to see the glory. They're going to see the goodness of God inside of you. Amen? Step in into the glory. Step in into His goodness and shine for the Lord in these last days. And what's going to happen is the people around you, they're going to be led into repentance because they're going to be jealous with regards to what God is doing in your life. Your part? is to receive, enjoy, share, amen? Because when the goodness of God comes in, you can't help but to share it, right? Amen, it's not just me. You know, all of us, all of us are here. No, we're just an exclusive club. No, it is actually a what? A come on for people to see. And that is why I want, you know, to experience this goodness like never before. Because in the place that we're living in right now, in the season that we're living in of deep, deep, deep darkness, no hope, people are living in tight spaces right now. People are fearful. People are angry. People are unsure about their future. They don't know where the provision are going to come. People are not hoping for anything. They're living in tight spaces. You and I, we're living in wide open spaces of freedom. Amen? wide open spaces of His grace. People want open spaces right now, right? If you want to dine out, you want to be somewhere that is open, wide open space. Why? When you're in a wide open space, do you know that you can think better? You can breathe, you can relax, right, in the natural. But do you know in the spirit, it's the same thing, that before sin has kept us bound, we are in a tight place, but because of what Jesus has done for us, He has brought us from that tight place 
taken us out of darkness into His wonderful light. And you and I now are standing in a wide open space of His grace and His glory. And you now can begin to breathe, relax, be free, rest, amen, and enjoy the fellowship that we have with God. Amen. Aren't you grateful for that? Amen. That we are standing on this good ground, all because of what Jesus has done for us. You want more? One more thing? Okay. I'll just give it all right now, okay? Not only that you're standing on good ground, but the Bible says that you are, show this, I'll show this to you. And then can I have someone come up and just play the piano? I'm going to end. In Romans 6 verse 14, not only that you're standing in the grace of God, but do you know here it says, for sin shall no longer be master over you since you are not under law as slaves, but under the unmerited grace as re recipients of God's favor and mercy. Romans 6.14 tells us that you're not just standing on grace ground, but you're under grace ground. You're under grace, rather. So you're not just standing on good ground, but you're under open heaven, grace ground. But also, Psalms 5 verse 12 tells us, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Any righteous person here in Christ, you need to raise your hands because if you are in Christ, you're made righteous. Amen? You know, the Bible says, with favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Look at that. So you're not just standing on grace ground. You are not just under grace, gra grace, but you are surrounded by his favor. Top, bottom, surrounded by his goodness. So wherever you go, you're under, you're covered, you're loved. You're accepted, you're blessed, you're favored by God. Amen. You can expect the blessing of the Lord. You can expect the goodness. You can expect help in time of trouble. If you have need, you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen. If people are in need, that you can give them what they need. Amen. Because you're empowered by God. Come on. Think about your position in Christ. Think about that and make that, be, make that imagery, that picture be alive inside of you. And that will cause us to hope and believe and to expect the goodness of the Lord. Oh, I believe the wonders of His love, the wonder-working love. I believe in you, Lord. I believe for miracles. I believe for kingdom come. I believe the answers to my prayers. I will believe. What is our part as a Christian? To believe amen and everything that we have heard today is positioning us to believe amen hallelujah anyone grateful for the grace of God anyone grateful for the goodness of God amen that is why today let me just ask everyone in this place maybe you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior you have not given your life to him everything that I just shared today is because of his love for us as we're standing on grace ground do you really really know that you are in that in that place there's only one way to be sure and that is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior I'm speaking to the online crowd I'm speaking to the on-site crowd maybe there are people here not yet sure about the relationship with Jesus but I want you to pray this prayer 
Pray this from your heart and I believe the Lord Jesus is going to come. He's going to come and He's going to be real in your life and you're going to have an awesome relationship with Him. Can you pray this prayer with me? People online and on site, pray this prayer if you want to accept Jesus for the first time. Pray this, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for showing me the cross. Thank you for showing me Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, because of what Jesus has done, I could have life. And that is why today, I receive you into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior today and forever. Thank you, Lord, that today I'm standing on good ground. I'm standing on grace ground. I'm standing on, a, on love ground. I'm standing right now in a relationship. I have relationship with you. Thank you for this new life that I have in you. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, everybody just rejoice right now. Let's thank the Lord for that miracle. Amen. If you pray that prayer here, anyone pray this prayer for the first time in the, in the, in the church congregation here on site? Anyone pray this prayer for the first time? Praise God. Good, good, good. People online, if you pray this prayer for the first time, please, you know, mention it. Type it and say, I prayed that prayer. I accepted Jesus for the per first time. Say that. I prayed that prayer. I prayed. Okay? And people are going to get in touch with you and, and help you in this new relationship with Jesus. Anyone got something today? Aren't you glad that you're standing on good ground and we can expect the good? Can we give Jesus the best praise for what He has done for us? Come on, everybody online and on site. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.